For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, on a beautiful Monday here in Starkville. It is fall weather. And just, I don't know if you guys know this, today is the last official day of summer. We made it, kids. We did. I told you we would. And we're here. And uh, it's sunny but windy today and cool. It feels like there should be a football in the air. And you know what? There soon will be. A little bit later today, Coach Michael Leach will meet with the media. We'll have that uh, 2 o'clock. I suppose that'll be on the SEC Network, and then we will have uh, full coverage over on Gene's page, have the video in its entirety, as well as the full transcript. If you're not a video guy and you just want to read through it, you'll have that. And any other pertinent information, you can follow along over on our live thread on the Gene's page, True Maroon Forum, the Mississippi State affiliate for 247 Sports. Happy to be with you today. Hope that you guys had a wonderful weekend. I spent a lot of time in front of the television watching football. I don't apologize for it. When uh, it's in season for us, a lot of times the only games that we get to see live are the ones we're covering. And I'm not complaining, but I love college football. I love football as a whole. And, uh, and so anytime that I get a chance to kind of vegetate and uh, watch football all day and night, I'm going to take the opportunity to do that. It has been so long since we have had football, and uh, you know, a lot of water has passed under the bridge. Not just you know, living life uh, in a new age type stuff, but a lot of things have happened for Mississippi State since then. And the last time that we saw Mississippi State strap on the helmets and play in person was that debacle that was in the Music City Bowl in a game that we should have won. We were the better team. And I give Scott Satterfield and his crew some credit, even though they, uh, they needed that credit on Saturday as Manny Diaz in Miami looked like a dominant team. Miami has athletes, man. They do, and Manny has those kids playing hard. Uh, glad to see him pick up a win. But, uh, you know, listen, I'm ready to see Mississippi State get a W. I'm ready to see Mississippi State play. There were times that we didn't think this was going to happen, but, you know, here we are. It's game week. Rejoice, Bulldog fans. It is game week. There's been so much, there's been so many people out there that claim they knew more than us, and yet they'll be covering college football this weekend. It's funny how life works. 
And listen, I think it's important that we kind of commend the leadership of the SEC and then our university presidents and athletic directors and the people that have worked so hard behind the scenes to kind of find a safe way to play. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but like the last two weeks in the NFL, everybody involved with game management and game participation and game supervision have all tested negative. And they do a battery of tests throughout the week to ensure that's the case. And as I've said on this show many times, you're not, you're not going to catch it from playing football. You're more likely to catch it from, you know, going down to the local bar and grill and hanging out there and, uh, you know, shooting the breeze with other people. Athletes are perhaps the most protected. And so we're able to pull it off. And, yes, there have been some issues in college. Yes, we've had some games postponed and some canceled and some moved around. That's part of the deal. We know it's a moving target. That's one of the reasons the SEC had the wisdom to kind of build in some breaks in the schedule. So if you end up having to move a game, you know what? you still got another couple of bye weeks to work with. But it appears that we're going to be getting ready to go play a football game. I, you know, I don't know if LSU will be ready or not. We're going to do a full preview of LSU on Wednesday. Full preview on Wednesday of LSU. And then on Friday, we're going to break down the SEC schedule and kind of give you some picks and kind of look ahead to what, what you should expect in the weekend. So that's the week. Of course, we'll have a top ten list every day. Eager to be with you guys, I'll tell you what. I, I got up this morning and I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm looking forward to recording the Barnyard because it's game week. We get to talk about the Bulldogs playing. You know, we've talked about these hypotheticals and we've talked about, you know, what the Mike Leach offense might look like here. Well, you know, we, we don't have to wait much longer to find out. We don't have to wait to find out what K.J. Costello looks like as our quarterback. We don't have to wait much longer to find out what this offensive scheme is going to look like. And listen, go ahead and be ready now. There's going to be some growing pains. We're going to be far from a well-oiled machine on Saturday. I'm not making any excuses, but that's just the reality of the situation. Brand new schemes on both sides of the football. A lot of brand new players. And a lot of guys that have been you know, kind of support guys kind of stepping into a starting role for the first time. So there will be some bumps along the road. But be that as it may, even if we don't go out there and play our best game on Saturday, I'm happy to be able to go see the Bulldogs play. i tell you some other place that will make you happy is Bulldog Burger Company. For those of you that can't make the game, you know what? Go watch it at Bulldog Burger Company. They're gonna, they've got a full-service bar there. Uh, they've got the outdoor little terrace patio area there. It's a little bit cooler. And you know what? they got the chimney. They'll fire that up for you, too, so you can stay warm. You can have an adult beverage and enjoy the Bulldogs right there on that CBS telecast right there at Bulldog Burger Company. You also can have a great family meal. Perhaps if it's not game day location for you, perhaps you want to watch at the house. You know what? Have Bulldog Burger Company uh, cater your event. But maybe you don't want to bite off that much. Maybe you just say, you know what, Steve, I want to go give it a, an opportunity to have it for myself. Go have the spring rolls. And have a great restaurant-quality hamburger. You're going to be so glad you did. Or two locations now to serve you right here on University Drive in Stark, Vegas. And then on Gloucester Street there in Tupelo, two fine locations run by a family of restaurants that knows exactly what they're doing. They know how to feed people. They do. Let them feed you. Bulldog Burger Company, the place for people in Starkville and Tupelo go to meet. M-E-A-T. All right. So we had NFL football yesterday. And I know some people are thinking, oh, Steve, I don't care about any of that. You know, I, I, I do. And uh, it's because I, I watch sports for entertainment. And uh, I like athletic competition. And uh, there are a lot of people that have a lot of talent that have varying opinions from me, and uh, I am okay with them having their opinions, and I'm okay with them being wrong, and, and you know, that, that's, that's okay. You know, we're not all going to, uh, you know, agree on everything. I mean, chances of all of us meeting up together in a bar and having a drink and leaving at the end of the night and not having a disagreement pretty slim. Uh, 
But I'm, I'm enjoying watching pro football. And I'll tell you what, if you missed pro football yesterday, you missed some great games. You missed some great games involving some Mississippi State players. Let me run some of this down for you. Where else would we start other than Dak Prescott today, yesterday? Man, that's like one of the things that it, I see it on social media. You know, the first series of the year, Dak goes out there and, you know, throws an incompletion and never say, well, he should have signed a contract in the offseason. You know, after yesterday, I'm sure Jerry Jones is thinking, man, we should have signed a contract in the offseason. Dak Prescott brings the Cowboys back against Atlanta from, from 20 down. 20. And they were down in the second half as many as 19 points. And Dak, despite the fact that you all's favorite running back pouted for a little while, he finally got going again. But uh, Dak is not a front runner. Dak is a competitor. And no matter the score, Dak always thinks, you know what, we'll find a way to win. He felt that way when he was here at Mississippi State. That has kind of translated over to the NFL. Down 20 in the NFL is usually a losing proposition. But Dak figures it out. And some great teammates around him. A great catch by Mark Cooper down the stretch. C.D. Lamb. Man, what an incredible impact he's had already. You think about Michael Gallup Jr. May prove to be the best group of wideouts in the NFL before the year is over. When it's all said and done, Dak and the Cowboys win 40-39. to 39. Dak, 450 yards passing, throws for a touchdown, ran for three others. The first in NFL history to ever do that. The first in NFL history to throw for 400-plus yards and rush for three touchdowns in the same game. It's incredible. I mean, the quarterback position has been revolutionized with a spread offense. Got a lot more athletic guys playing quarterback. You know, when I was a kid, you had a lot of statues out there. You know, Terry Bradshaw took off and ran for a first down. You, you thought he might have to leave the game for a play. It's a different day and time. Some dominant quarterbacks. But, uh, listen, let's be honest. If the Atlanta special teams coach still has his job today, it's probably a miracle. You know, how do, how do they let an, an onside kick roll the 10 yards? And for you kids out there that don't know, the receiving team doesn't have to wait for the ball to go 10 yards. They can go jump on it immediately. You know, maybe it's one of those situations. Maybe people are just hesitant to make a play there. But um, pretty weird situation there to let that ball roll the way they did. And then Dallas lets it go 10 yards and jumps on it. Dak takes them down. They kick field goal. They win the game. It was very exciting. And there were so many Bulldog fans that had given up. I saw them on social media. I'm done with the Cowboys for today. I'm finished with this. Yeah, Mike McCarthy's got to figure out some things on defense because the Cowboy defense can't stop anybody. But they certainly have a quarterback. Certainly have some receivers. they got to figure out that patchwork offensive line. But, man, what a great day for Dak Prescott. And, again, I'm sure Jerry Jones is thinking, you know what? We probably should have negotiated a deal. Probably should have made a deal in the offseason. Dak's had a couple pretty good games. But uh, that was a huge game. I think I saw yesterday he has already tied Tony Romo for most 400-plus yard games in Dallas Cowboys history. Already. Already. Another big game last night. Huge. Huge game last night. Patriots and uh, Seattle. And listen, I know it is not popular in this neck of the woods to praise Cam Newton, but I'm going to tell you, Cam Newton's really, really talented. You don't have to like the way he wears his hair. You don't have to like the way he dresses. You don't have to like his attitude. But there is no denying his talent. And had he come to Mississippi State, we might have won a national championship. And that's probably where the rub is. But, you know, Cam, Cam hadn't helped himself at times. You know, he's been kind of pouty with the media, that sort of stuff. But I'll tell you what, I thought last night and, and through two weeks, I, he's really shown that he's a real dude in New England. Probably going to save his career. Now, they, they took a big L last night because K.J. Wright and, and the uh, Seattle Seahawks 
you know, make a, a play down the final, game's final play with two seconds left. They try to run Cam in for a touchdown, and, and Seattle up upends them, submarines them. Great defensive effort there by the Legion of Boom. KJ uh, had a pretty good day, all things considered. And, you know, KJ is kind of the second fiddle running, uh, linebacker out there. But uh, KJ in on four tackles last night. And uh, had a pretty big quarterback hurry at one time, too. I mean, listen, that had been quite the collision, KJ Wright and Cam Newton there in the backfield. But uh, big win for KJ. And I, I've said, I say on the show all the time, KJ does not get enough respect from the Mississippi State family. It's like sometimes we forget this guy's been in the league forever and a day and still playing at a high level. KJ, we love you. Another guy that we love is Jeff Simmons. Jeff Simmons didn't fill up the stat sheet yesterday, but when the game was on the line, it's Jeff Simmons making a play to end the game. It's Tennessee holds off Jacksonville to win 33-30 to pick up a big divisional win there. Titans now 2-0. and You know, offensively, they had some real struggles last week. Kind of got some things going this week. But there it was, Gardner Minshew uh, trying to drive down for a game-time field goal or a go-ahead touchdown. And Jeff Simmons bats the ball up into the air, and it's picked off, and the game is over. Jeff, of course, with the, uh, with the batted pass. And uh, I believe you, what do you have, have a hand in what, three tackles? Can't read my writing sometimes. But, again, big day for him. And, uh, you know, Jeff is, is kind of coming into his own a little bit. You know, Jeff is kind of being recognized now as one of the better, uh, you know, defensive linemen in the AFC South. And uh, I think that he is a guy that you guys have known as well as I do. He, he was born to play football. So his best years are ahead of him provided he stays healthy. But it's good to see him have some early success and be embraced by the city of Nashville. Kansas City Chiefs and Chris Jones – Pick up a big win. Chiefs now 2-0. and And I'll be honest with you, they didn't deserve to win that game yesterday. They didn't. San Diego just couldn't close. They just couldn't close. Simple as that. Kansas City offensively was a mess yesterday. But Patrick Mahomes, a magician, figures it out late. You know, Chris Jones out there, three tackles. And uh, Willie Gay had a hand in a tackle and, uh, if I'm not mistaken, helped uh, block a punt. Braxton Hoyette, also a uh, former Bulldog player, activated from the practice squad and uh, got made his, I guess, his debut uh, this week. And so you had three Bulldogs on that defense and uh, really played well at times. Uh, there were a couple spots there where they, uh, they really gave up some chunk yards. Keenan Allen, of course, a big game for San Diego. But, uh, you know, Kansas City is kind of our rooting interest. And it's interesting, too, you know, Cloudy Larry Edwards had a huge game last week, pretty quiet this week. I think he had, what, 32, 32 yards and like 16 carries, something like that. They tried to get him going, just couldn't get him going. But, uh, but again, they figured out. They win the ball game 2-0 is 2-0, right? So uh, the Colts take down the Vikings. Cam Dantzler inactive for uh, the game. Cam uh, banged up. And it, that was the thing last year with Cam is that it seemed like you know, he'd have a decent week and then the next week he's, he's out. And then he'd, he'd come back. He was kind of in and out of line, lineup. Got to get that figured out. It's one of those things about those thinner corners is that they, they do kind of carry some casualties at times. But uh, the Colts win that game 28-11. to Nico Autry had a tackle in the ball game. Colts win that one. Green Bay, big winners again. Kind of quietly having a, a loud start to the season up there at Green Bay, Wisconsin. Elton Jenkins playing some at right tackle now. That was the thing I loved about Elton Jenkins. When Elton Jenkins was here, I believe he played every position on the offensive line at some point. The guy can play. That, that versatility, the strength, the quickness. You know, I remember that 2016 Egg Bowl when Elton was playing some, I guess, at left tackle. And we would bring him on, on the pool and uh, run the counter. And uh, I still see um, 
Ole Miss defenders diving for the ground. They did not want any part of Elton Jenkins. And so Tony Connor, I remember Tony Connor comes up there to fit the gap, and all of a sudden he sees big uh, Elton Jenkins coming through there, and Tony dives for cover. You know, Elton Jenkins, one of those great Mississippi State success stories, I think the only other Power 5 offer he had was Iowa State. We took him late because we, had, we missed out on Bunchy Stallings. Took him late with JT Gray, and uh, both of those guys proved to be big players, and now in the National Football League. Guys we added late, guys we weren't sure about, but we continued to evaluate, continued to grind and find value late in the recruiting process, and now they're both in the National Football League. But, yeah, Green Bay, big, big winners yesterday, 42-21. Will Redman also with a tackle for the Packers. Rams and Eagles got together yesterday, 37-19. Rams kind of quietly playing pretty well, too. Eagles defense not playing pretty well, despite the fact they've got some high-priced free agents, including Darius Slay. Uh, Slay got out and played pretty well yesterday. Had a hand in five tackles. Fletcher with four. But, man, they were on the field a lot, 37-19. And, and listen, nobody really throws Darius Slay's way. You know, this is a guy that's not going to fill up the, depth, the, uh, the, the stat sheet you know, with pass breakups and picks because they just don't throw his way that often. There's a lot of respect for a guy like Darius Slay, and, and I'm glad to see him get out of Detroit and get to a team that's committed to winning. Eagles are 0-2 right now, uh, which is, you know, interesting to say the least. There's a lot of talent on that team. Carson Wentz needs to figure some things out. He was in that same draft as uh, Dak Prescott, you may recall. He's already signed his big extension and not played at near the level Dak Prescott is. Ravens take down the Texans 33-16. Tyree Phillips, of course, uh, with the Ravens. As a Steelers fan, it pains me to say that. But listen, very happy for him. Again, this is a guy that went from one-year high school football to being a starter in the National Football League as a rookie. Ravens take down the Texans 33-16. BMAC had a hand in 10 tackles. That's another guy sometimes, too, that kind of gets forgotten by our fan base and say, you know what, this is a guy that has kind of quietly put together a huge career, kind of quietly at, a sm- at Houston. You'd say, what's well, a small market team? It's just a team that doesn't have a lot of tradition, so they don't get a ton of media coverage nationally. The Texans defense kind of had a rough day, but it wasn't, uh, wasn't BMAC's fault. be interesting to see what happens at BMAC when the next contract comes up. We sure would love to have him in Pittsburgh. Guy that get in there and play the run as aggressively as he does. Love that. Uh, Arizona takes down Washington 30-15. to 15. Arizona, of course, uh, promotes Jordan Thomas from the practice squad uh, over the weekend. And so we had three guys, actually, and I forgot to mention, Farad Green. So we had three guys, and uh, Robbie Falk had some stories up on these guys on the website. Deni- uh, Farad Green, Martinez Rankin, and Jordan Thomas all promoted from the practice squad for this week. It's so crazy to think about that recruiting class. I was talking with a good friend of mine yesterday. You know, it's like the Farad Green thing. When we offered Farad Green at a Wesson High School, you know, he had some G5 offers. He wanted to, to, uh, to play wide receiver. He was not fast enough to play wide receiver in the SEC. I knew he was going to be a tight end because of how wide he was, and he was going to put on a bunch of weight, probably slow him down a bit. But we signed him, and the, the hope was that Farad would help us get Leo Lewis. And I think you could make the argument for Rod Green had a better college career than Leo Lewis. I know statistically is not the issue, but when you look at the impact that Farad Green had on the Mississippi State offense, I mean, just go back and look. Go back and look at, like at the 2016 game against Texas A&M, that big long run, that first run that Nick takes to the house. Look and see who makes that big kickout block. It's Farad Green. Farad did the little things. 
That's one of those things. There's a lot of guys that get here and they're grateful to be here. They're thinking, you know what? I got to prove my value. I got to find a way to stay here. So I'm going to do what they tell me. That's what Farad Green did, and it took him to the National Football League. It's incredible, man. It's, it's what a great story. Montez Sweat uh, did have one tackle in that game against Arizona. Uh, Jordan Thomas did not record a catch. But, uh, again, a lot to cheer for if you're a Mississippi State guy when you've, or gal when you've got the National Football League playing. I might have missed somebody else, and I'm sure you guys will remind me. Uh, the Raiders will play the Saints tonight on Monday Night Football. And, uh, listen, if you're an anti-Saints person, I know we've got a bunch of Saints fans down here, and then we have some Saints haters on top of it, right? You can go out there and cheer for Jonathan Abram. He will be everywhere tonight. But that'll be uh, – that's your, your Monday night game. So that's the NFL uh, weekend in review for us. I know you guys are excited about that. And, listen, listen, there's a lot of other things. We've got some recruiting stuff to talk about a little bit later. But uh, I think it's important – you know, to kind of remember the fact that you know, these guys kind of move on. But, you know, we put the big marketing campaign out there that says wherever you go, we go with you. And uh, I think it's important for us to kind of acknowledge that and kind of be reminded these guys are out there still playing football. And, and uh, the, most, the majority of them, when they do their Monday night and Sunday night football introductions, they say Mississippi State. And the ones that don't have their reasons, and it's not because they're upset with Mississippi State. Because so it's just a matter of time before somebody says, yeah, the city high school or whatever. You know, and uh, why does he always say that? He always says it, and it's not out of any disrespect to Philadelphia, to Mississippi State. It's about remembering his hometown and remembering a coach that uh, died far too soon. Today's top ten list brought to you by your friends at my bookie. My bookie's been with me a long time. Happy to have them uh, back aboard after the quarantine. You know, that was what was there to bet on? You know, for a while, my bookie didn't have a lot of options for you. They found some things. But, uh, you know, now listen, there are a lot of people that want to have a little skin in the game. My bookie can help you do that. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, you can double your money right out of the gate. New customers receive a 100% deposit match. That's right. You double your deposit up to $1,000. Put in 100 bucks, get a free 100 bucks to play with. Pretty simple, right? It's the last day of summer. And so your, your winning season will continue from summer into fall. But your winning season means doubling that first deposit. It means free bets, super contest, survivor, and much, much more. At my book, your winning season is all about you and your chance to win big. You can bet NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, about to have some Major League Baseball playoffs for you to bet on, UFC, and much, much more. The craziest season of your lifetime is here. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your own intuition and select from hundreds of future bets or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting option. A lot of you do that. Put that big brand of yours to good use. Use promo code BONEYARD when you sign up to double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet on. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await you. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your own victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Promo code BONEYARD. All right, so... Top 10 list, I promised you guys we'd go back and do a little more R&B. Had a lot of response to that because people were somewhat surprised that I knew R&B. There's not a lot I can't talk about. There are some things, you know, let's, you know last night I was, uh, I was awake late and uh, watching 120 Minutes on MTV. And somebody asked me, hey, Steve, did you ever watch 120 Minutes? Could you do a countdown? Listen, New Order and Depeche Mode and all those bands, I was so into that stuff back then. But that's not our top 10 list today. Maybe we'll do a Depeche Mode list another day. I am a shameless Depeche Mode fan. Big Dave Gahan guy. Martin Gore with a musical genius. 
You'd be amazed at things we could talk about. But here's the top 10 female R&B singers. I did not include Vanessa Williams. And I thought about it long and hard. I love Vanessa Williams, a beautiful woman from Miss America, incredibly talented. If you have seen Mulan, of course, she sang The, you know, the Colors of the Wind, an incredible artist. But I don't really see her as R&B. And I know that some people say, Steve, you're crazy. I, I kinda, I, really, I kind of see her more as an adult contemporary artist. I do. And I know she had that great hit, The Best for Last, and uh, the former, former Mrs. Rick Fox. She's had an incredible career. Uh, I think a lot of her, but I did not include her in my top ten. So, but here is my top 10. Uh, your top 10 may differ. Chances are your top 10 will be wrong. Number 10 for me. Number 10 for me is Karen White. I used to love Karen White. The song uh, Romantic I thought was a great dance track. Incredible singer. She had great production value behind her. Uh, didn't have a huge catalog, but she's very, very talented. If you don't know Karen White, go check her out. That's Karen with a Y. Number nine for me, and there will be some people now, I know that there's some listeners that are going to message me over number nine because they think that this is probably the, uh, the greatest female R&B singer of all time, and I completely disagree. I do think she is great. I think she has a very limited catalog, though, and it's Lauren Hill. And I think the miseducation of Lauren Hill is an absolute classic. I thought her work with the Fugees was incredible. Uh, I love the fact that she has that raspy tenor to her voice. She's very unique, very, very talented. But uh, I don't like her as much as a lot of the other ones ahead of her on, on the list. Number eight for me, going back a few years, this is a group, the only group to make the list. It's In Vogue. In Vogue was incredible, absolutely incredible. I know they're still touring today, but, man, in their heyday, they were absolutely beautiful. They were absolutely well-managed. They were well-produced. They looked great. They sounded even better. And uh, they were an absolute home-run hit for MTV because back in those days, everybody was so image conscious. But uh, they weren't just pretty girls kind of packaged together in an R&B group. These girls could really go. And uh, Hold On is probably the one that I think about right out of the gate. I mean, there's so many great songs that invoke. If you are not familiar, if you are a young person that has always maybe heard a little bit about In Vogue, I'm going to encourage you, go check it out. It, it'll, it'll be a game changer for you, really. Well, you'll have a real appreciation. It's very, very, very talented. Number seven, going back even farther. Going back even farther. And I, and I would venture that most people would not have this young lady on their list. I do. I'm a huge fan, huge fan of her and her big hoop earrings, and that's Jody Watley. Jody Watley was in, uh, was in Cameo for a while. I think that's right, Cameo, and then uh, went solo and uh, had a string of hits, man. Uh, my favorite one is with her and Eric B. and Rakim and uh, Friends. But uh, I'm looking for a new love, uh, some kind of lover. Man, there are so many great songs. If you don't know Jody Watley, you need to introduce yourself to her today. She's still touring, not when the world is allowing concerts, but uh, she's still out there doing it, still looks great, still sounds great. An incredible talent, Jody Watley. I don't know if she still wears the big hoop earrings, but you know, with some, there was a stretch there where her and downtown Julie Brown looked very similar. And they even talked about that when they had her on the... Uh, you know, the MTV Club to Go, they had her on there one time, and they talked about it, and they look like sisters, and uh, I'm a big downtown Julie Brown fan too. So, But uh, Jody Watley, absolutely love her. I actually could have put her higher, and I almost did, but I thought, you know what, we're kind of getting into legendary status once we get into the top six here. 
Number six, one of the contemporaries, and again, I know that many of you young folks will disagree with me, and that's okay. My daughters will absolutely disagree with me. Number six for me is Beyonce. Yes, she made the list. And I'll be honest with you, one of the reasons that maybe I'm not so um, maybe on fire for Beyonce is um, if you ever looked at the liner notes for one of those albums, there's like eight or nine people writing these songs. You know, it's like, it's, it's really kind of corporate stuff. I mean, it's not, you know, it's, it's the thing, one of the things that I'll say, there's a lot of artists out there writing and recording their own music, and Beyonce's ultra-talented and has a great team behind her, and, and it's, it's hard to even be critical of her in any way. But uh, it's, it's kind of packaged, and uh, I, I kind of see it as a little bit of a show. But, man, an incredible performer. Destiny's Child was great. Uh, I remember when No, No, No came on MTV, it was like, this is something different. This is something different. Kelly Rowland's from that group, too. I mean, it's a very talented group of ladies. But uh, Beyonce, the Queen Bee, as they call her. Number five for me, and uh, I like her because there's a little more blues in her story, in her soul, and in her voice. And that's Mary J. Blige. I absolutely, I, depending on when you ask me, I could have made her number one. Mary J. Blige is so great. She can, she can sing on dance tracks. She can sing on slow jams. She is an incredible singer. Uh, and so consistent, man. There's some of these people, too, that kind of forget who they are. They want to broaden their horizons and do things that doesn't fit their skill set. Not Mary J, man. She rides the pocket. She knows what she's good at. She knows who she is. An incredible talent. And there's so many great – I mean, just go to Mary J. Blige's Essentials on iTunes and uh, just hit play and just let the whole thing go. You'll love it. All right, number four, somebody that's really kind of climbed back into this thing as of late. Uh somebody that does write and record most of her own music, and that's Alicia Keys. One of the greatest voices, I think, of this generation, and, uh, and such a great songwriter. I mean, the, I mean, the song Fallen, I mean, I know that probably every, probably every female out there at some point has listened to that. That's been her jam, as they say. But Alicia Keys plays the piano, and she, if I understand, she plays a handful of instruments and, uh, again, writes and arranges most of her own music. And I have so much respect for the singer-songwriter. A lot of singer-for-hires out there. But Alicia Keys is the real deal, man. Let's face it, friends. We live in uncertain times. Security, probably more important now than ever before. That's why it's important to keep you, your family, your property safe by working with my friends at Eufy. That's E-U-F-Y dot com. Let me tell you a little bit about this new video smart lock they have. It's super cool because basically you get... A three-in-one security system here. You can have everything on just one device instead of having it outside of your house look rather tacky because you got all kinds of stuff out there. It's not just about your security, but convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members, and you can see who's kind of coming and going. You got that immigrated camera, too. Uh, it's easy to install. You can set it up with just a Phillips screwdriver. You know, you don't have to go to a class on how to use power tools. No drilling required. You have keyless entry. You don't have to worry about fumbling with the keys when you're getting back with a, an armful of groceries, right? How convenient is that? That in and of itself is a great benefit. You got fingerprint recognition. It's unlocking. You got that AI self-learning chip. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You don't have to worry about the battery. It's got a rechargeable battery that can last around four months. And you get a notification before it runs out, so you don't have to compromise your family security. You got passcode unlocking, remote control, 2K clear sight camera. You can see who's at your door. You see these videos online all the time. 
Don't you think it's time for you to set something up so you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you don't have people constantly going in and out of your property? There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee, you can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. How cool is that? It's convenient. It's safe. It's a must-have for your home today. If you already have like a video doorbell, you know sometimes people want to come and steal your, your doorbell. You don't have to worry about with, that with this. All right, so let's be sure to visit Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y official.com forward slash video lock. And it's time for you to gain control of your door. Again, that's Eufy. E-U-F-Y. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her personal foundation, says they're seeing more issues than ever with dogs' joints, odors, and their health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can all look to improve our dog's health, their food. What she's discovered is that many dog foods are made in a way they can actually create toxins that could possibly be wrecking our dog's health. And that's true for many of the premium brands as well. Fortunately, she's found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how any of us can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I've got five dogs. I do. I love them. I spend most of my time with them. In fact, Mojo, my mama blue healer, has helped me write six and a half books now. I want her to be as healthy and happy as possible. So if you feel like you do about your dogs the same way I do, let me encourage you to go to badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard and watch Catherine's video right now. And again, that's badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard. Be sure and check it out and make sure your pet is happier and healthier than ever absolutely the real deal was it songs in a minor i guess was the debut album it's great number three and some people would say she could be number one and you could make that case but i'm going tony braxton here tony braxton at one of the most difficult times in my life when uh you know we'd had a miscarriage and uh the song breathe again was on the radio right around that time and it meant so much to me to hear that you know because i would hear that and it would, it would kind of Provide some comfort to the soul, but man, that what a sultry songstress Tony Braxton is. She's only about five foot tall, and it's incredible to think, how does this big sound come out of such a little bitty person? But uh, she's phenomenal. Does some of her own writing, but she's had a great team behind her. You know, in the beginning, she was kind of a baby-faced protege, and then worked some with Ellie Reed and, and Pebbles in the group there. But uh, listen, Tony Braxton, incredible. Uh, you just can't go wrong. There, there aren't bad Tony Braxton songs. I mean, it's like even some songs that lyrically are not really strong, the way she sings it, you don't even care because she's so talented. So enjoy some Tony Braxton. And so now we're down to the final two. And I think most people will say, okay, well, we've, we've already gone through these superstars, and they're, they're these last two are the, the megastars. Who goes one, who goes two, right? Well, number two for me is Mariah Carey. Uh, one of the reasons she's not number one is I don't think there's enough variety in the catalog. I, again, I think she does what she does well, but a lot of the stuff sounds very similar, okay? But one of the greatest female vocalists of all time, regardless of genre. She is, again, 
somebody that understands who she is. She plays to her strength. And in the beginning, you know, when she had that huge, what, four-octave type voice, and she would hit that big squeal, some people didn't like it. I thought it was really cool. And for those of you that maybe aren't quite as familiar with the earlier, uh, you know, couple of albums for her, go check them out because uh, she was a game changer. She really was. But number one for me, and I don't know how I could be anybody else, to be honest with you. I mean, there's so many times I look at this and I think there's no way I could rank Janet Jackson behind this person because Janet, you know, we grew up with her. You know, she was Penny on Good Times. And, uh, you know, when Michael Jackson's heyday and the Jacksons were all going big, you know, there were the Jackson sisters too. And Janet, of course, uh, the most incredible. You know, you had you had Reby and those other ones that were out there doing their thing, but uh, Janet's the real deal. And you know, I go back and I think about that Rhythm Nation album, and what a game changer that was. There were so many people that, like, uh, you know, she proved really on that album, I guess, that uh, she was no longer Michael Jackson's little sister. She was a superstar in her own right. Uh, so many great tunes on there, and I still remember the, the Pleasure Principle video. That was one that I think was on MTV for like ten years. But uh, she can sing, she can dance, beautiful, beautiful person, incredible talent. And uh, in my mind, the greatest R&B female singer of my lifetime. And listen, you can save me all the Dionne Warwick stuff from the 70s and the solid gold stuff. I'm not interested in that. I'm, but I'm talking about 80s, 90s, which I thought was kind of the heyday, early 2000s. Uh, and listen, there's some still great some, some artists out there. I didn't mention Brandy, didn't mention Monica, liked all them too. Shanice. Uh, Michelle was another. I mean, you know, I've, it, it's not anything new to me, but uh, I, I enjoy being able to talk music with you guys. And so that's your, uh, your top 10 female R&B singers, in my mind. You may disagree. And uh, we'll look forward to being back and having another top 10 list on Wednesday. Be a little bit different. So let's move on here. Let's talk about our good friends from DraftKings. Last week's in the books. Now it's time to review the tape. Prepare for this week. There's no better place to get in on all the action than DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. If you're like me, I can't just commit myself to a league. Can't do it. Can't go to the drafts. Can't sit around uh, and do all this research. You know, I just want to kind of get in and get a quick kill. That's what you get at DraftKings. And to add to this week's excitement, DraftKings has a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, let me encourage you, head to the App Store right now because you don't want to miss it. Draft your lineup, and you can feel the burn and sweat like never before. Every run, pass, and catch means more because of DraftKings. It's simple. Pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against a competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes, right? DraftKings paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing about hard, cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app right now and use promo code BONEYARD. For unlimited for a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on week three action. Enter code Boneyard to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit. That's code Boneyard, only at DraftKings. Minimum five dollar deposit required. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com uh, for more details. All right, so we talked a little bit about LSU, and uh, we'll have, again we'll have a full preview of LSU on Wednesday. You guys know all about all the opt-outs. You know about you know, the COVID-related issues down there. And I think Ed Ryan said they've had as many as 65 70% of the team has been exposed to the virus. I, I don't know if that means they tested positive or they was contract tracing. Don't know. But uh, you, you would think if there's been that, that widespread an outbreak, there probably has been some noncompliance to the protocols put in by the SEC. 
Uh, and then you had the comment where Ed kind of threw a shot at Dave Aranda, where he said that they're already better on defense than at any point last year. The defense that won an AFL championship and had, what, a half a dozen first or second round picks. You know, guys, that, that is just coach speak. There is no way that they are better on defense than they were last year, not at week one. They're still trying to figure out how they're going to fill the defensive line. And uh, she spoke with an LSU insider over the weekend about Shelvin. There was a lot of talk about he's kind of considering his options. I'm told not to expect him back. And if anybody does opt back in at this point, you know, they have not been participating in practice. They have not been a part of the strength and conditioning program. And so you begin to ask yourself, okay, if they've opted out, would they be game ready? I would say no. And so I think at this point, you know, we're going to get a very talented, get inexperienced LSU team with many players stepping into a starting role for the very first time. I've talked before about if you know you have to play them, you kind of want to get them first. I I think this LSU team can be vulnerable. Now, they will look to come out and do some things to kind of get a young quarterback established and get him some confidence. They'll probably pitch it down to the tight end. They'll they'll probably throw the slant to Terrence Marshall and just trying to get a big play. They're going to try to get that running game going early, and that's really a big concern, I think, right now. It's, you know, two weeks against a scout team. Does that get you ready to, to play an LSU run game? You know, LSU's, you know, offensive line is still kind of patchwork. They got some incredibly talented backs there. Or you got, you got some guys that can kind of do it on their own. You just give them a little bit of a seam and they'll go to work for you. I'm eager to see if we can get off blocks. I'm eager to see after playing in the air raid and, and repping against that all day, every day for a couple months now, you know, what has that done to our endurance? You know, what has that done to our stamina? What has that done – uh, to our ability to kind of stick our face in a fan in there and uh, plug a gap and make a play in the backfield. Uh, I, I feel good about that front line, defensive front. You know, Marquis Spencer, Kobe Jones, they have run first-team defensive ends throughout camp. And then Jaden Cromedy and Nathan Pickering kind of rotated back and forth. But it has been Cromedy that has been mentioned with the ones more. And so people say, hey, what does that mean? Well, I think it means that Jaden Crumley's a good player because we know what Nathan Pickering is. I don't think this is any slight or shade on Nathan Pickering because the first thing people say is, well, he must not be as good as we thought. And Nathan Pickering's great. He's going to be an NFL guy. But the fact that Jaden Crumley has elevated his game and won that, that battle, I think says a lot about Crumley. And I think that bodes well for the future. And listen, we're going to run some – even man fronts too. It's not, we're not constantly going to be out there just in a three man front. We're going to move some people around and as the down dictates it will, you know, we'll, we'll bring the right personnel out there. So there'll be times they'll be on the field at the same time. You know, my worry is what happens behind those guys. What, what happens when we have a defensive end go down? What's what happens? If we have a defensive end get banged up or, you know, get called for targeting, God forbid, you know, well, you've got Aaron Odom out there, a guy that really hasn't, you know, realized his potential. You know, he had a good first couple of weeks of camp, but he hadn't been mentioned as much nearly as, uh, as much lately. You know, Trey Lawson's a guy that showed up to camp a little bit banged up. We haven't heard him mentioned, you know, much. But, again, he's a junior college guy, kind of a bounce back from Florida State. Uh, you know, you hope he can contribute this year, and we're going to need him to contribute this year. But that's the thing. When I look at this group, I think, okay, I feel good about our linebackers, even though we don't have Willie Gay. Willie Gay's in the National Football League making plays now. I'd love to have Willie Gay back. But we don't. But I still feel like we have some guys that can make some plays. Jordan Davis, Sam, Errol Thompson, Mike, Aaron Brule, Willie. That's going to be your, your linebacker set right there. Of course, Jordan Davis at times will go up there and play with his hand in the ground and basically people over a traditional defensive end. But other times we'll stand him up out there as we did Montez Sweat. 
But that that starting three, I feel pretty good about that group. And Jordan Davis is a very excitable guy, a guy that I think can go out there and make some plays for us. But I'm, I'm eager to see what the rest of the depth looks like. I know Tyrus Wheat's a guy that's got out there and really competed. And uh, he'll play a lot too. Nathaniel Watson's kind of been a bit of a swing guy. And I'll be honest with you, there were some earlier reports, you know, people were – thinking he was pushing for a starting position. I'm, I'm told he's doing a good job as a two. And that's kind of been the book on him. But we, we expect him to kind of step up this year. People forget Nathaniel Watson wanted to play wide receiver in college. He just didn't have his foot speed for it. He was, he was a player. Don't get me wrong. Kid could catch football. He could go make plays for you. But probably not at this level. And so he, he agrees to make the move linebacker. He's an extremely athletic guy. I think he's going to end up being a good player for us, be a solid guy for us. I don't expect a lot this year. I think he's a guy that'll that'll be a, a solid depth guy. Same for kind of Jad Johnson. I think those guys will cut their teeth on special teams, and then we'll kind of see from there. But uh, you know, again, we've talked about it before, and I remember the very first week of camp, I told you guys, I give you guys a projected defensive lineup. It's and it's and I expect State to take the field with exactly what we talked about back then: corners, Asias Furge, Martin Emerson, Emmanuel Forbes will play a lot. Colin Duncan. Strong safety. Marcus Murphy at the free. Fred Peters at the nickel. That group can win for you. I'm eager to see what Colin Duncan can do. He's a very athletic guy. I'm eager to see what he does. You know, when we got to roll him into the box and go make a play. That's one thing that I can say about C.J. Morgan. When C.J. was healthy, you know, he wasn't always the best guy in coverage, but he could get downhill and play the run pretty well. And so what does that do for the run defense? Him kind of having a thinner guy out there. Yeah, he's quick to the spot, but can he bring the load that CJ could bring. And so, again, I feel like our, our starting 11 can line up and play. I'm not the least bit worried about that. Uh, I do think our secondary is probably better defending the pass than many people anticipate because of all the reps they've had against the air raid. And so they're going to see some of those same concepts uh, against LSU. And the main thing that I think we have to be mindful of with LSU is the trick play. Every time we go down there, they run a trick play. Sometimes they get us on it. Sometimes they don't. But I think if we put Ed Orsron in a situation where they have to gamble a little bit, that probably means Mississippi State's doing pretty well. And, uh, again, by the time we get there, I will have talked myself into it. I believe this is going to be a competitive ball game. There are other people out there, I think, what's the spread, 17 and a half, 18 points, whatever. I think that's free money. I don't bet on Mississippi State, but um, I think with all that LSU's lost, I think there are a lot of people that are overvaluing LSU. But that said, when you look, the fact we have only beaten them, what, three times since 91? Four times since 91? We've beaten 91, 99, 14, and uh, 17. So they have had – they have dominated the series. We have had our, uh, our battles with them the last few years, but they recruit on a different level than us. And so their second-team guys are going to be really good. It's not going to be just like, hey, they're putting a walk-on out there. They're going to have some guys they probably had to beat Alabama, Texas A&M, and other schools for uh, just to have that opportunity. And those guys are eager to say, you know what, all those guys that aren't here anymore in the National Football League, it's my turn. So they're going to come out ready to go. So I think it's important to kind of understand that kind of going in. This, this LSU team, it's going to be a big night for them. They're hanging a banner, and, you know, they're going to you know, honor the national championship effort and that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, there's not going to be 125,000, you know, raging Cajuns out there full of jambalaya and Bud Light. It's going to be a little different. LSU, the, the crowd is really a, a decided advantage for LSU. Playing at home 
We talk a little bit about the voodoo down there. It's a little different deal when you don't have as many people in the stands. I mean, yeah, they're going to be cheering for them, but it's going to be a little different because there are times at LSU where you feel like the ground is going to open up and swallow us whole. I mean, it gets so deafening in there. You can't hear, you can't see. You know, Dak handled it really well. You know, he did have that one big fumble coming out in the third quarter back in 14. But he handled the noise well. And uh, it's going to be interesting, too. You don't have to devote as much time, I guess, to the silent counts and that sort of stuff because you just don't have to deal with that. And that's, again, that's something that gets kids out of their routine, those silent counts. And so I think, again, I think we're going to be able to go down there and compete. And I think that, um, you know, we will make some mistakes, but they will too. And probably whoever makes the big mistakes can lose the ball game. Listen, if you're making the trip to Baton Rouge, you're going to a Mississippi State in-house tailgate this weekend. You need to be wearing some new Bulldog threads. Don't go out there with that same old ratty uh, maroon is all that mattered shirts. It's time to retire that old bad boy and get you some new ones at Campus Bookmart. Visit them at campusbookmart.net. Longtime sponsors of this show, man. Great people. Stan and man, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely, talented Susie. Everybody up there will treat you like family because you are family. And you know what? Maybe if in-person shopping is not for you, you visit them on the World Wide Web at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays, BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that'll get you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. Don't forget, get your mask while you're there. Don't just wear that same old you know, mask you got at a church, your church uh, yard sale or something. You go get yourself a Mississippi State mask, and Campus Bookmark can hook you up with that. They can even match you up shirt and match a uh, mask together. Got to coordinate. Coordinate. All right, let's get into some recruiting news. You know, some big news over the weekend. MJ Daniels committed to Mississippi State. Thought we might have a chance to get that done here soon, and uh, we discussed it on the show before. And let me go ahead and prepare you for this, okay? Ole Miss nor A&M is going to stop recruiting him just yet. A&M might kind of recruit him from arm's length. But Ole Miss is not going – because this this is one of those things. It's not just losing the kid – it's the PR battle that goes with it. And that's one of the things about in-state recruiting. You know, Ole Miss is getting whipped right now in-state. They're getting absolutely crushed in-state. And granted, it's not a great year in-state, but they are getting smoked in-state. The one kid they have committed, Elijah Sabatini, good player. I think he's a G5 guy, but he's a good player. Doesn't have an offer from Mississippi State. McKaylin Pounders was a big early recruiting win for Mississippi State. Ole Miss still continues to recruit him. State wins that one. State's won the MJ Daniels thing. You can go into a handful of others. Um, Jacoby Moore is another. But when you begin to run the numbers down here, you know, really the biggest thing that Ole Miss has had to cheer about when it's come to in-state recruiting here in the last few months is the fact that Jaden Wally committed to Minnesota instead of Mississippi State. I guess that's the only, quote, Dr. Evil quotes, win they've had. And uh, I don't think that's going to stick. I think this is one of those things Jaden Wiley will have, I mean, pardon me, Justin Wiley will have an opportunity to, to watch his brother play this weekend down at LSU. I think it's going to do something to a young man. You see your brother out there making plays in the SEC, and you begin to think, man, I want to be out there too. It's going to have an impact. He's going to spend a lot of time up here. Also, pretty good friends with MJ Daniels. So, MJ Daniels, and so I have you know, talked to a lot of people here in the last 72 hours. There are a few reasons why I'm a little more optimistic that he is going to stick. Now, do I expect anybody to give up on him? No. Do I think there's still going to be some other people interview him and and maybe things will get skewed one way or another and there'll be some anxiety? Yeah, that's going to happen. 
The fact that he can't take any official visits between now and December is big, especially with him now looking to graduate early and enroll at Mississippi State in January. I mean, we're only talking three months between now and signing day. A lot of that's going to be on, on the football field. And then college coaches can't come to your school. College coaches can't come to your house. College coaches can't just show up unannounced and say, hey, you know, listen, you need to come be a part of our program. You know, that is one of the, that's one of the things I'm optimistic about. But also, too, Dylan Lawrence, great friends and first cousins with MJ Daniels. And also, MJ's uncle is a former Mississippi State running back, Tony Buckhalter. And he grew up cheering for Mississippi State. He grew up thinking Mississippi State was the way to go. And as he said in his uh, interview on Friday or Saturday, it's kind of been a family tradition. His uncle went here. His cousin's here. He has been up here three weekends of the last six weeks. He can come up here and spend time with Dylan Lawrence as much as he wants to, as long as he doesn't interact with our coaches or uh, you know go to practice, that kind of stuff, as long as he kind of keeps his distance. And let's be honest, the better part of those weekends is coming up in here kind of getting to know your teammates and kind of getting to know the lay of the land, being comfortable, establishing a network of friends. And he's been able to do that. McKinley Jackson, of course, is at Texas A&M. It's a little, you listen, mom is going to be a lot more willing to let you take the drive that takes two turns. You get on 45, and you drive to 82, you turn left, and you turn on campus. That's, that's the, the drive from George County, from Loosedale, Mississippi. That's, that's the, the drive. You know, mom's not going to let you go load up with a friend or two and drive to College Station, Texas very often. Oh, well, you're going to Starkville and you're going to stay with Dylan? Okay, y'all go ahead and go. If you don't think that's impactful, you're kidding yourself. And here's the thing that I go back to, and I've said many times on our message boards over at Gene's page, I don't know where the Ole Miss confidence comes from other than the fact that he had already committed to them. Well, he committed to them because at the time his only options were them in South Alabama, and he thought, you know what, let me just go ahead and get this done. It's an in-state offer from an SEC school. Why not? Well, then when Mississippi State and others got involved, he goes, yeah, then not so much. But what's the connection? What's the connection to Ole Miss? There's not one. There's just not one. And so when we have the ability to have him on our campus or in his cousin's apartment and come up here and hang out and get to know the players and that sort of stuff, and it's completely legal, and then Ole Miss doesn't have that same ability, that's an advantage for the Bulldogs. Not to mention, you've got people in his family, they're true maroon. They're like, you know what, hey, you're not, we're not doing this. We're not going to do this. We're going to Mississippi State. So while I do expect a bit of a roller coaster with him, based on some things I have learned in the last couple of days, I feel a whole lot better about him sticking with the commitment because there is a Mississippi State infrastructure around him, not these new friends, you know, these guys that call themselves trainers or mentors or whatever, none of that stuff. People that he has grown up with and he's looked up to uh, that you know, for people that have been in his life long before he was a college football prospect, and those relationships are difficult to overcome. You know, those are those are the ties that bind. And so, I, I think it's important to kind of see that situation as it is. And the more I learn about this situation, the more I can again ask myself, I don't know where the Ole Miss confidence came from. MJ Daniels already recruiting from Mississippi State. How about that? Already recruiting. Already out there telling other guys, hey, I'm going to Mississippi State. You need to come with us. Already working on some other targets. 
And one of the best things about all this, too, is I always like this. When I see the guy get out there and, and tweet, tweet out his commitment, and then you see the other commitments reaching out, and then to see them begin to interact, calling to their teammates and calling to their brother and family and that sort of stuff, uh, that's the esprit de corps that uh, you're looking for. You know, you don't want these guys just putting something out there in the echo chamber. Nobody cares. But it's good to see these guys not just committing to Mississippi State but committing to each other. A lot of in-state kids, and that's the thing about that missile game, and I'm sure we're still going to have it. I'm sure it's going to be under some type of conditions. But, uh, you know, we're going to have a missile game, and uh, it's going to be decidedly maroon again. you got ten players committed to Mississippi State that will probably make the missile game. Or maybe nine, I guess it is. But, uh, you know, it's going to be decidedly maroon. You don't think those guys are going to be down there kind of building the bonds together and having a good time together, you know? And there are going to be some other guys out there that don't have the opportunity to come to Mississippi State that would love to be part of that group. And MJ Daniels is part of that. Now, he's going to start out, and I've said this before, I think he cuts his college teeth at corner, but I think this guy is going to grow into a safety. I mean, when you see how widely framed he is, and you can go watch the evaluation over on Gene's page, but this is a kid that carries a lot of weight and uh, is a guy that has a lot – of room to really grow without hurting his dexterity. And once he gets in the college weight room, you got to kind of project what's he going to be with 20 pounds on him. That's what I look at and think, okay, goodness, he might even grow into a linebacker. I mean, goodness, especially in this scheme. But the thing that I love about his ability is that, uh, number one, he appears to be a much smarter football player than the average Mississippi kid. I don't mean that to be negative, but if you watch him, he kind of baits the quarterback into errant throws. He does a good job of making a guy kind of appear open and then close on the ball and make the pick. But uh, good player, good win for Mississippi State. And uh, we've got some other things we're working on. I, I think this Kadarius Callaway thing is something to really watch. And we've talked before, you know, he committed to Mississippi State a long time. Alabama offered, he held strong for a while and finally gave in to the call of the tide. But, you know, his his good buddy, Tulu Griffin's having a good camp here and going to be playing. He'll be playing this Saturday at Tiger Stadium. That's helpful. That's helpful. And I think the fact, too, when you begin to look at this Mississippi State defense, you're going to have a chance to play early, especially in this scheme. A bit of a box safety, a guy that uh, you know could even grow into a linebacker. But, uh, but be that as it may, you know, I, I think there's something to this. I, I, don't, I don't ever count out Tony Hughes from an in-state kid. I just don't. Tony Hughes is one of us. Tony Hughes is a Mississippian. He knows how to speak to Mississippi people. He knows the importance of staying home what it means after college on a resume and that sort of stuff, being able to say you played for your home state school, you, you get all that. And so I don't count that out at all. And I think Justin Wally's another kid you got to watch if he doesn't wait too long. And I think Jaden's on him pretty hard, and I think it's one of those things too. I think once he sees his brother out there playing, I think that's it, it's going to do something to him. You and I both know that. It's one thing to hear about it and see the videos and see pictures. Another thing to see him out there on television. See him on Center. I don't know if you know the last scrimmage, Jaden Wiley scored three touchdowns. Three. Kids going to play. Still hearing some good things about some linemen. I still think Caleb ATN is the priority. And I, I'm beginning to hear more about Jim Riley out of Iuka, Mississippi, to Shemingo County. I got to get up there. I went to go see him in a jamboree and got canceled. So I'm going to try to get up and go see him. I'm going to be at the Neshoba Central this Friday to watch uh, – Corey Ellington and Holmes County Central play. So it also give me a chance to see uh, 
see Hunter and see uh, Max over there at Neshoba Central again. Eager to kind of see all that. It's good to see a good high school game. Good, it's, especially when you go in, there's good prospects on the field. So we'll go check all that stuff out. But, uh, you know, the, the class is nearly full. Kind of holding out to, to, for some good defensive line news. I'm not confident of Devin Lee at this point. You know, I think if you're Mississippi State, if you can get Jaden Jones and Ty Cooper, that's a win. That's a big win. I think Jaden Jones might be a guy that bulks up and slides inside anyway. I think if you get those two, I think you feel good about life. And then you see what happens with Justin Wilding, and Kadarius Callaway, and you get you a couple of linemen at your class. And we'll just kind of see how things progress as we, we kind of move forward. And, again, Mississippi State not in the habit of oversighting, you know, and, and I, I expect there to be some attrition to the current roster by the time we get to the end of the semester. Before, before signing day, I'm sure there will be some guys that will be moving on, you know, for other playing time, guys that just don't fit the scheme. Uh, it's just part of it. But, uh, listen, Mississippi State's not in the business of running people off either. That's just not who we are. But uh, there'll be some guys that'll that'll leave, and that's one of the things I admired about Dan Mullen. To be honest with you, is that um, you know if if there was not a place for a kid here, whether it be a recruiter or whatever, Dan Mullen, if he felt like a kid could play, they'd find a place for the kid to play. I can't count how many junior colleges coaches have said, "Hey, you know, State put us on this kid," and they would be kids that we wouldn't even go back and sign. They would just be guys. They were Dan was just trying to help the JUCO program say, "Hey, this is a kid here that's you know going to have to go to junior college. You guys should get on him." And uh, I suspect you're going to see a lot of that with this staff, too, because you just kind of get a sense that, uh, you know, if, if, if Mississippi State isn't a good spot for a guy, they'll help him find a good landing spot, and it's going to put a kid out in the cold. But listen, uh, and listen, we're going to have, uh, for those of you that pre-ordered Alpha Dogs, and all of you should have, but all of you didn't, uh, Alpha Dogs, those books are going to be, within a week, they're going to be at the publisher, and I'll be signing them. Matter of fact, could be next Monday. I'll probably get up and record the show and go sign books for you guys, and uh, then I'll get in the mail. So that'll happen, and uh, we'll have a book signing uh, downtown the, the day of the Arkansas game. So we'll have more details on all that. But listen, go to alphadogsthebook.com right now. Do it right now. Buy multiple copies of all books. You can get all three books there, Flim Flam, Start Villains, and Alpha Dogs. And uh, I'll personalize whatever you want on it. Go do it today. And if you're looking for Stark Villains gear, and you should be, I get these questions all the time. Every time I wear a Stark Villains shirt around Star, hey, where'd you get that? Starkvillains.com. I should just start getting business cards, start handing them out to people. Starkvillains.com. You can get t-shirts, hoodies. And you know what? It's, it's hoodie weather. It's hoodie weather. Get your kids those hoodies, even if you don't wear them. If some people feel like a dork as an adult wearing a hoodie, I don't. But you may. But you can get them for your kids, male or female. And if you live in the uh, Starkville area, you can get them in your school colors. How about that? That way they fit the, the uniform code. Well, that's going to do it for today. Thanks so much for your attention and your support of the Boneyard all these many years. If I could ever do anything to help any of you, reach out let me know. But until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.